0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the
1: Radio Player app. Well, we've been talking a little bit about the Granville Street Bridge and this option of West Side Plus. What exactly does that mean? Let's bring in Sarah Kirby Young, a Vancouver City Councillor. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. There were a bunch
1: of options. People likely saw the artist renderings on possible future upgrades for the bridge. What do you think about this one, Westside Plus, that's now the preferred option?
0: Well, sort of casting back when staff first brought um, options to council. And at that time, the option that was really preferred by staff was sort of what we call the Cadillac uh, Rolls-Royce version that went down the middle of the bridge span. And uh, when they were presenting that option and they present us with one preferred option, we all asked, well, wh- why can't we look at alternatives? And the question that I asked is, why are we not considering the sides of the bridges and especially the west side? Because all the bridges in the world that I've walked over and you think of the Sydney Harbour Bridge or London Bridge or all of those, they all enable pedestrians and cyclists to have that experience to be close to the water. Um, it gives you a buffer from traffic and traffic noise and it gives you a chance to take advantage of those spectacular views. So um, council had asked for more options. To go out for public consultation um, and to look at, and also from a cost perspective. Um, and when it came back, the public agreed um, that the west side was their by far their preferred choice. Were you surprised at all that
1: the public was very much not uh, in favor of the going down the middle option?
0: No, I was not surprised, <laughs> not at all. It was just it was just one of those gut responses when I looked at it and I sort of thought, "What?" Um, I, I think just because I thought, "Well, who's going to want to be in the middle of all of that traffic?" and Also, for a couple of reasons, people need to get off the bridges at the sides, So that brought up the questions of how folks were going to cross over. And the other aspect, I think, coming from the park board before being on council was that ability to connect people to the water in a water city and try to have that continuous link between our different pathways so that people can sort of connect in if they're doing seawall walks on on either side. So it was just intuitive to me and it made sense. Um, So I I wasn't surprised at all. And I'm really glad that Anchorite stood up and have their say. Uh, it will take away,
1: if this option goes forward, it will take away two lanes of traffic. Any concerns? Is this? I know we constantly are told that this bridge is under capacity, but any concerns that that will cause some issues for people driving?
0: Well, I think it, it is an eight lane bridge. So it, it's it's fairly generous now. And, you know, most Vancouverites have traveled off and over all of those bridges. Um built in 1954, but it, it is the one that tends to be Sort of the easiest to get over because it doesn't have the backups or the busyness, I guess, is perhaps a better way of putting it, that the Burrard and the Canby bridges have. So, you know, we've been assured by staff that there's more than enough capacity based on the travel patterns on that bridge. Um, And we also hear from pedestrians and especially people with accessibility issues that it's a scary bridge and they don't feel safe um, trying to traverse it. And one of those issues,
1: too, is when you're walking, I know some people call the sidewalks alarmingly narrow, which I've never found the sidewalks that much of an issue, but you do have to cross where you kind of have to wait for a gap in traffic or hope that people stop for you. Uh, this will stop that as far as there'll be traffic signals, but is that also not a concern that that's going to kind of jam things up on the bridge?
0: Yeah, no, I, we, we asked that question, and, and apparently there, we have the ability to coordinate those signals with traffic lights further down to minimize delays. Um, And I think with uh, sort of the enhanced uh, connections and sort of the better visibility, it's it's actually going to be a safer and a a smoother option than it is now. Um, It's a bit hit and miss uh, because you don't have signals and you have pedestrians darting out in traffic. And um, I don't know if you've ever come onto that on-ramp if you're coming off First Street onto the Granville Bridge. And it's scary coming around and seeing somebody dart and, and, you know, trying to cross the road um, if you're in a car. So um, I I think it'll actually end up being safer. And I think with the signalization, um, they're going to work really hard to ensure that the traffic flows smoothly. Uh,
1: the amount of money, so from what I understand, $25 million has been approved for the redesign, but this particular model could cost up to $40 million. Where does that extra money come from?
0: Well, that's going to be a big part of the conversation. And, and one thing I found um, is that these early level estimates tend to be low. Um, we find that in a lot of our infrastructure projects until they get into specific design. I think that originally the central lane option was pegged at 50 to 60, significantly higher. Um, and this one, which is one of the reasons the council wanted to see options that were more cost-effective and a more efficient use of, of dollars that are being spent in the city. So um, it is, uh, the project funding is coming um, predominantly from transportation DCLs or development cost levies. Um, and when those funds are collected um, from developers, they specifically, they do need to be spent on that purpose. So that'll be the conversation with council around um, is there sufficient um, other transportation DCL funding to support this? Um, what would the pacing of the project need to be as to when those funds are coming in? And or what impact would it have on other projects? But you typically see that an, kind of a tendency to underestimate and these projects do end up costing a bit more. But it's by far the the uh, cost effective version of for, well, far more so than the down the center of the Granville bridge. And I think that would have had a very high price tag.
1: Right. But still $40 million, that's the upside. And like you said, things tend to, to cost more or they tend to go towards the upside. That's still a lot more than the
0: 25 approved. It, it is. And I think that's one of the questions that council will be asking is, you know, what are our options to sort of skinny that down? Um, where is the cost variation coming in? And, you know, how could we potentially minimize that? So we don't have sort of full information on what's going to comprise the bulk of the cost there yet, but uh, we'll definitely be asking those questions to make sure dollars are well spent if the project goes ahead and council decides to approve it. All right. When do we expect to learn that? Uh, Well, it's going out for additional public consultation now um, in the coming week. And then uh, it should come to Council, I would imagine, quite shortly, probably in the next month or two. It will be on an agenda, but I don't have a date yet.
1: All right. We will leave it there. Uh, Councillor Sarah Kirby Young, thanks so much.
0: Thanks for having me. Have a great
1: day. All right. That is uh, a look at the possible future of the Granville Street Bridge.